Hello, and welcome to another episode of Depend Explaining, the podcast, the one and only podcast, the movie soon to come, <laughs> radio show, cable, cable network, <laughs> Hallmark Channel. No, I think we're a little bit. Yes, all I of think that. We're too graphic yeah. for that. Netflix, yeah, Netflix film. Yeah, starring myself as Jen and Jen as me. <laughs> By the way, I'm Veronica and I'm Jen. <laughs> Hello and welcome again. Hi. Yes, welcome. Jen, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. We got some yeah. good news on our household goods just recently. Uh-huh. It is, Where is it on the boot and on its way here. And hopefully it should be delivered to the house by early to mid-October, which is Yay! what? October starts next week. In a few so, weeks. Yeah. yeah. Just a couple more weeks, hopefully. Wow. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be like Christmas. Yeah. Not literally Christmas. Christmas with my own things. (laughs) Yes. How exciting when you get to open up all those boxes and see all your stuff again. And you're like, this is going to go here. And I'm going to put this piece of furniture here. And then you're like, God damn it. Now I have to clean all this up. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be like, great. You're going to be throwing papers everywhere, taking all your shit out, putting it away, figuring out where to Mm -hmm. go. And then you realize that you Mm got to put all of your shit away. And that's what I don't want to do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. The unpacking part is such a pain because it's like, I swear the movers use like 10 pieces of paper for one spoon. <laughs> so much paper, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a process with that, too, if you want to hear it. Yes, please. To stay a little bit more organized. Yes. As you're unwrapping, it might sound a little tedious, but flatten out every piece of paper and then put it in a box so it stays nice and flat. And you're just going to keep stacking paper in there. So don't crumple it up nice and flat. And then that way it stays in the box. And you're filling boxes with just paper. And you can just stick them outside. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, and then the movers will just come pick up everything. But the kids love that paper. They love to draw on that paper too. So keep a few sheets. That's a good idea. It comes in handy. Yes, that's a great yeah. idea. Oh, you're so smart. Yeah, because that will take up way less space if you just keep the papers flat. Oh. Yeah, I'm very wise with this movement Genius. stuff, with these moving things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come back for more PCS Scene 101 yeah. tips with Veronica. Don't miss it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what I do. I move and I know stuff. Yeah, that, oh... G-O-T. I, good job. Proud of you. Thank that you. could be that could be a new t-shirt. Yeah. I move around and I know shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> a play on the Game of Thrones. Uh, the Game of Thrones saying, I drink and I know things. So I, I yeah, move and I, I know things. I move, I move around. I PCS. I drink and I know yes. things. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's uh, hashtag depend explaining copyright time stamp what what is that one tm tm <laughs> trademark. trademark tm <laughs> trademark defense planning yeah exactly you can't take that oh that could be a fun one that could be great <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah speaking of t-shirts we are uh looking into getting our own um what merch merchy merch yes we are looking into designing our own merch and that you will be able to pro- uh, process, oh my god, no, words, <laughs> that you'll be able to purchase and have shipped directly to you. So keep an eye out for that update coming soon, as soon as I can figure out how to do this graphic design shit stuff. Jen is doing such a good job. She sent me a few pictures of it, and it looks great. I think she's doing great, <laughs> and you guys should let her know how great she's doing. <laughs> How can they do that? Email us at dependesplaining at gmail, gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those. Let us know your thoughts. Or if you have like a design suggestion, send it to us. That'd be awesome. We'll put your design on a t-shirt. Heck yeah, we will. Heck yeah, we will. Yeah. I love t-shirts. I love making t-shirts. I am a... Jen does. I'm, a, I'm an ex-cheerleader. Is that what you call it? I used to be a cheerleader, and that was like my jam is we would make t-shirts all the time, especially in high school for the assemblies. Oh, t-shirt. Gotta make a (laughs) t-shirt. This is true. When we went to Amsterdam a couple years ago, 
Jen made t-shirts for all of us going on this trip yes. for this trip. Yeah. And, um, and then you made one for yourself for your 30th birthday, right? Yes. I just... You should just get like a t-shirt press and just make them yourself. Because uh, I know you have... You source somebody. You source another Dependa, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you could do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. It's like one of those things I don't really understand. But I think it's like you need a, one of those crickets or something. And then you can print out your design. And then you can somehow press it on a t-shirt. And it seems like a lot yep, of work. And then I got to ship it. So, Yeah. I'd rather people do it for me. (laughs) Yeah, great, great, great. I want to give a shout out to Lauren Bensley, who um, emailed us the other day. She just wanted to know which episode was a certain topic that we covered. So I just sent her the link to it. And I was like, I'm going to give you a shout out. She's like, you already did. And I'm like, too bad. I'm going to do it again. (laughs) So what's up, Lauren? What up, Lauren? And then I have a correction. My last week's story, I said um, I covered Carlin Ramirez's story, and I said in the in the city of Laughlin, Texas, that's not a city. That is the base. I'm sorry. I meant to say Del Rio in Del Rio, Texas. The base is called the Air Force Base. There is called Laughlin. So I just wanted to correct that. Very good. I I don't even know. So okay, good, job. <laughs> good correction there. I didn't even realize. <laughs> Yeah, I caught that. Nice. I caught that. I was like, oh, I did that wrong. Sorry. That happens. Sorry. Eh. Sorry. Don't be sorry. It's okay. It happens. We are humans, okay? That's what you get. I, I am human. We are. Yeah. We're only human. I, I'm barely human right yeah. now. Yeah. You're barely. Barely. You're doing great, though, Veronica. I'm Thanks. proud of you for all the work you're putting in for this PCS, and it's just crazy, and where you guys are going, it is stressful but you are rocking it thanks jen thanks for being so proud of me (laughs) i'm proud of you (laughs) i'm very proud of you for uh for sticking it out so long without your stuff yeah well i mean i don't really have a choice so you know you don't (laughs) you don't have a choice that's okay yeah that's all right i mean you gotta do what you gotta do did you have dinner in the closet again no i was prepared this time and i made dinner ahead of time Ahead okay. of this time. So I actually ate before I got in here, which is great. Okay. But you won't have to listen to me eat <laughs> my food. <laughs> I couldn't hear you, but I, I swear I could smell that food the other day when you were, when I was watching you <laughs> through the screen. I was like, I could smell it. It was probably good. All right. Well, I don't have any, anything going on here other than I just took my kids to school and my son was super mad at me <laughs> <laughs> because he was playing with his light bright downstairs and i was like dude get your shoes on let's go and he's like oh i just started i was like you just started what i was like i just told you to put your shoes on we gotta go to school he's like i just started so he stomped his way into the car and he had this cranky face and i was like what is happening he's like i didn't get to play with my light bright and i was like oh my gosh are you serious i was like you have all day when you get home from school to play i was like as soon as you walk through the door like run in there and play with it till the batteries run out and he was like oh i was you know doing this and me 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 complaining i was like seriously this discussion is over <laughs> like you have to go to school crazy uh and then my daughter's like i want five ponytails today i was like you got it <laughs> nice <laughs> nice and i was like sure we'll give you five ponytails you won't look crazy at all not at all. It could be like those ponytails that, you know, we used to do in like the 90s where you'd like grab yeah. like sections of your hair and use little rubber bands and connect. Yeah, and then that's what I them. use all my, <laughs> that's where I use all my orthodontics elastics mm-hmm. was on my, was on my head. Yep. <laughs> Not in my no, mouth. On no. my <laughs> they were the perfect size. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Dr. Portalupi. <laughs> sorry. I kept asking for more rubber bands. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. To be a girl yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. I know, right? Remember the little butterfly clips that you put in your hair, too? I love them. Yeah. I had all sorts of butterflies. Yes. There were all sorts of colors. And I put them in my head, and I thought I looked like fucking Rose from Titanic. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> I used to put them, like, you know, yeah, in that row again, like a headband around the top mm-hmm. of your head. Yeah. It was the best. I mean, you could do it yourself, and it was easy. Yeah. Step, my head started to hurt a yeah. little bit after with the claws into my skull. Because yeah, they're so tight. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Worth it. I would also take 
I would take my hair and I would twist it in the back so I could put it in a clip so all the hair kind of fell, yes. like cascaded over the top of your head. Yes. And then I would take that cascading hair and curl it. Oh, like it had bangs. I don't know why. Well, yeah, but it kind was of? like it would fall all over well, the, the top the very of top, my head. Yeah. Not, yeah. And I was like, oh, I thought I was a shit yeah. with that hair. I thought my hair was awesome. And then at one point I dyed the tips of my hair bright red. <laughs> yeah. I did because it was the cool thing to yes, do. Yes, it was. And when I would do that, it looked like Ronald McDonald because <laughs> I was all curly and red. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. I know. I used to put my hair in like a side ponytail. And I take the ponytail and I use a tiny curling iron and I would curl the ponytail. Too. It's like I yeah. put all this effort into my hair. Why? Why? Why not? I know because I didn't have a life and I had nothing else we to young. do. <laughs> yeah, because we were young and we didn't have anything else to do, mm-hmm. and that's all we worried about was our looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had I got a subscription to St- Stitch Fix. Mm-hmm. I told you, and I got a pair of jeans in there, and I pulled them out in front of Kyle, and I was like, "What is this? 1997? They're distressed. They're cool. They're white. They're white." First of all, ah. I was like, I haven't owned a pair of white jeans since 1998. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I have not. And they're distressed and they're distressed at the bottom. Like the seam was cut mm-hmm. off. And I was like, seriously? I was like, I could have kept all my jeans from the 90s. Like when I was, you know, late junior high, early high school. I was like, I would have been so cool because <laughs> they were all like yeah. this. Yeah. I even had the ones that were distressed on the top where they didn't have the belt loop because oh, yeah. <laughs> they were cut off. I had those. <laughs> Yeah, with my little tiny little tube top, mid-drift bearing tube top, because mm-hmm. I was, you know, thin and cute, and I thought I was so fat and ugly. That's not true. Don't listen to her. I almost got sent home one time, because I was wearing one of those little tiny tube tops in school, in high school. Oh, yeah. And um, the, the teacher saw me. She's like, you're going to have to go home and change. And I was like, I just got here. <laughs> and she's like, you're going to have to go home and change. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, I'm not going home. Like, no thanks. I'm going to be late for school then. Rude. I'm fine. I have clothing yeah. on. I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, all my all my important bits are covered. Right. Like, what does it matter? Anyways, Jen, what do you have for us today? I have a... Crazy fucking story for you all. Mm, I'm all for it. I love the crazy stories. I love crazy. I just love crazy. Yeah. It's so entertaining. It really is. Um, And this is not short of crazy at all. It is absolutely batshit wild. Um, mm-hmm. It is not our usual true crime murder uh, story. It is a sex scandal story. Ooh. Ooh. And um, I just want to apologize for being the way that I am. I'm going to learn to control my <laughs> breathing because every time I edit my podcast, I um, can hear myself Don't breathe. breathe. So I'm going to learn to not breathe in or breathe out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying, this is the Navy Bahrain sex scandal. Ooh, scandalous. We love some scandals. Um, there I go with my breathing. Again, I'm sorry for the way that I am. Stop breathing, Jen. Just hold your breath throughout the whole podcast. If you faint, then you faint. I know. That's my problem. I think I breathe too much because I get, like, overly excited, and then I'm just talking, talking, (laughs) talking, and then I'm not breathing, and then also I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay. It's okay. As long as you're not chewing into the microphone. I won't. I promise. I will never. Okay, so I got all of my information from militarytimes.com and navytimes.com. There is a um, five-part YouTube series that you can watch uh, from the Military Times, and it's called, like, I forgot to write it down, <laughs> Chen, but it's called, like, um, Tinder, Hooker, Pimp, something, something. It's short, too. They're not very long. They're less than, like, 15 minutes, and... Um, yeah, it goes through all of this. So that's pretty much where I got all my information from is this okay. docu-series thing. All right. Between 2017 and 2018, the Navy filed charges against at least nine sailors, including one mid-grade officer and five chiefs at the U.S. 5th Fleet in Bahrain. All of these were court-martialed, and they all had common themes. U.S. Na- naval sailors... Local prostitutes, and I use prostitute because they use prostitute. I don't know what the 
proper term is if I'm supposed to say sex worker, but... Sex worker. I mean, there's so so many words to describe that line of duty, but I mean, I guess it's it's sex work. Sex workers. Yeah. Sex workers, money, and a mysterious Thai sex worker. Now... A mysterious Thai sex worker? Yeah, mysterious. Um, We will get to her, don't you worry. Got it. Now, with most of these convictions, the accused were offered watered-down plea deals due to a reoccurring problem the prosecution kept having. Failure to get the Thai sex workers in to testify. Oh. Not surprising, as most of these women came in illegally to Bahrain under aliases, and they were unfamiliar and distrustful of American military justice system. So they weren't weren't from Bahrain? No. They were... Oh. They were at least most... um, that they referred to in this documentary was they were from Thailand. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to breathe in the microphone. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. The one sex worker who started this domino-like effect was not only a Thai sex worker herself, um, she was also a pimp, or as they know her as, a mama-san. Get it, girl. Yeah. She was like the protector of her sex worker. Sure, sure. Of her clan. Yeah. Yeah. But she too, she was a prostitute as well. She was, yeah. She started as a prostitute. I think she still continued the line of work, but then she was also very powerful and was a pimp. Okay. P-I-M-P. But not only was she that, she was also an NCIS informant. Oh, shit. Now, NCIS stands for Naval Criminal Investigative Service, so it's not just the Navy side of the criminal system. Oh. Yes. Her name is Lynn Ray West, or as NCIS refers to her, as M-E-B-J-1580. Oh, she's a number. Yeah. And unknowing, unknowing to sailors, her name, uh, Kaylina. So the sailors knew her as Kaylina. Okay. Ray, Ray West was an informant from 2014 to 2018. She, she's originally from Thailand. And she started out just as a sex worker herself, but then became a pimp as well. Mm-hmm. It's unclear how many cases Ray West has helped, helped with the NCIS, the NCIS, but they also have not released anything about her cases as well probably to help protect her i would kind of say i don't know i Mm -hmm. there's a lot of back and forth with all of that there's a lot of um distrust with her and uncertainty with her especially for Mm -hmm. from the sailors and like their defense attorneys type of thing well i mean she was two-timing them yeah she was but you also don't if she's an important asset like that too you don't want her getting out and everyone knowing who she is because then that kind of puts her self in danger right okay i think anyway so the case that really started this entire investigation was the one against uh gm2 which a which is a gunner's made second class jihad little john ray west walked into the ncis and alleged little john had conspired with a pimp which was her to mm-hmm. fly two Thai women in from Thailand. Like, what did I just... What? Got it. Well, I mean, yeah, you gotta be specific. He could have flown two Thai women from fucking Canada. Who knows, Who knows where, where these Thai from. women were? <laughs> yeah, specifically Thailand. Got it. Two women in from Thailand. They were Thai, in case you didn't know. Lots of Thai. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he wanted to fly two women in from Thailand, stay with him at his off-base apartment and work as sex workers. Oh, they stayed with him in his apartment? Well, that was the plan so far. This is what they wanted to do. No, you're good. This is what he was agreeing to. Mm -hmm, He would then mm -hmm. get a cut of their nightly earnings. Their plot, though, fell apart when the women didn't end up showing up to his apartment. Now, I don't know if that means they didn't make it there you know, they didn't come, they're still in Thailand, I, I doesn't say, but yeah. they weren't there. And their plans soon fell apart. Um, evidence shows that Little John gave Ray West money to go get the women here, and mm. she gave him her passport in collateral, which... Her own passport? Her own password, yes. Oh. Which, um, which they did f- end up finding when they did a search of his home. Both were threatening each other to turn 
each one into the police, but Ray West obviously made the first move. She went straight to NCIS. Little John was court-martialed over these allegations, but then these charges were thrown out by the judge. The prosecution couldn't get Ray West to testify, so Little John was only charged for paying Ray West for sex, which he was only then charged in 2019. I'm guessing that if she were to testify, she'd be implicating herself, too, because she did make this plan with this sailor. Right. About bringing these women, and then they don't show up. So it's like, maybe she set him up just to take the money. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say, because it doesn't really say what her uh, motives are behind this, but... This isn't the only one. Right. It gets crazy. Mm. Um, Ray West's accusations didn't go unnoticed. She sparked a widespread crackdown on similar crimes on sailors in Bahrain. And it didn't take long for them to find something. In September of 2017, Chief Operations Specialist Jason W. Grant began communicating on Tinder with a woman who appeared to be a sex worker. Now, it doesn't say if, like, he knew right away or they're just saying at least by now they know she's a sex worker. Mm-hmm. They exchanged texts um, similar to the Little John scheme. So talking about flying in women from Thailand, housing them at his off-base apartment, having them be sex workers and taking a cut of the money. Mm-hmm. To finalize the deal... The woman he was talking to from Tinder told Grant that he needed to meet with somebody called Boss. They set up a meeting at a local bar in October of 2017. He goes and meets with quote-unquote Boss. They talk details such as how the girls will stay with him for the year and they usually go home for like once, one time during that year to see their family. And, um... That he can do whatever he likes with the girls. Whatever he wants. Free of charge. He can do whatever he wants. And then he'll get a cut of their earnings. Both the Tinder girl and boss were NCIS undercover agents. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Grant was then called in the next morning. He denies ever having any conversation about sex workers or moving them in with him. NCIS then asked if he ever talked to a girl on Tinder. They don't give the name. They just say the Tinder girl. Grant then says yes, but says they only talked about moving girls here and then paying him rent. So he was still denying that he knew they were sex workers. So what do you think? They were just going to be fun roommates to have? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. Oh, I just want, want these, you know, Thai women to live with me and pay me rent. Yeah. In my government paid for apartment. Yeah. I don't know where you, you know, so, I don't under, you know, I don't know where you're coming from or what you do for money, but as long as yeah. you pay me. Yeah. This is what he claims. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's not a good plan. Mm-hmm. Just going to sublet my apartment that the government pays for. and Exactly. And that was the bigger money. kick was the fact that it was government paid um, housing and they were yeah. doing these things. Yes. So the agent then lets him know that he is the tender girl, and he knows that Grant is lying. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a man. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Does it matter? Does it I matter? I still know you're lying. Will you, will you accept my tri care? <laughs> <laughs> oh, th- these men aren't. Uh, these men are not giving away tri care. They're just ew. Yeah, they're just ew. <laughs> Um, Grant still denies knowing that they were sex workers, though text showed their conversation and specifically saying they do what they want or they do what they told. Don't do not worry. They make 120 BD, which is Bahraini dinar, their local currency, which is okay. I'm pretty sure it's like not that grade of money for exchange rate i'm not really sure but they make 120 bd a night boss take maybe half so you make 60 bd bd per girl per night that was in a text okay that was in a text for him from the other guy yeah so that was yeah that was an a text exchange between him and the tinder girl talking about their you know the plans for these girls 
So he knew exactly. Okay. He's trying to deny, but there is evidence. He knows exactly what's going on. So you want to know the exchange rate on the <gasps> yes. Bahrain, Bahrain dinar? Yes. Um, $120 in today's rate is 318 US dollars. So it's a lot. Oh, okay. So it's actually better than I thought it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not good. I mean, no. not good. No, not good. Not good. Sorry. Not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's bad. That bad. Yeah. So he was keeping, he got to keep, how much did you say? 60? Yeah, it said he got to keep 60. So, so that's $160 that he got to keep from the 318 mm-hmm. that they were making. That's crazy. Gross. Mm-hmm. So in the end, Grant was sentenced to four years for attempted sex trafficking and attempted labor trafficking. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all he got. Well, so it never actually went through. He never fully, you know, went through with the plan. Obviously, it didn't come to surface. He got caught okay. beforehand. So nothing ever actually happened. But so... I guess that was good that he at least got charged. I don't know. He should be in prison. He should be, yes. Um, so yeah. the next, uh, at least the next case that I talk about is going to be pretty graphic. And it's, I will warn you ahead of time okay. um, of a trigger warning, but it can get, it gets kind of bad. Gross. Okay. Yeah. So in another case, Lynn Ray West has, uh, had brought in three victims Two of which we'll share. One is we'll share the whole thing, and the second one is basically it basically happens to the same the same the same way. It's awful. So here we go. Trigger warning for sexual assault and yeah, really bad okay. sadness. So victim one on July twenty fourth, two thousand seventeen, the first victim meets an American at a bar who's later identified as Halfacre. He's a Navy chief. Calvin Halfager is an E7 LSC, which is a chief logistics specialist. The victim and Halfager then meet in a back corner of the bar because it's nice and dark where no one can see you. Or so they think. Yes. And they agree upon 30 BD in exchange for sex. She specifically tells him no anal sex specifically ouch why i mean if you if it's a if it's consensual yes that's okay yes Yes, yeah Yeah. but she specifically said none of that said no don't so not in it not in that but so they go to his place of residence and you know they get down to it they do what grown-ups do (laughs) um Half Acre acre then forcibly turns her over onto her stomach. He then forces himself upon her and is Mm -hmm. raping her Mm -hmm. in the butt. Straight up in where she told him not to go. Oh, no. Like, why couldn't you just be like, oh, if you desperately wanted it, like, I'm sure you could have found another willing participant. Right. Why would you think that forcing yourself on this person would be pleasurable? Right. Unless you're that sick and you're that you sick and like twisted. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Ugh. Sick and twisted Ugh. nastiness. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hope his dick falls off. I know, right? Yeah. So she screams for him to stop, but he would just then push her head into the bed. Oh, my God. Halfacre then tried to put a blanket in her mouth to keep her quiet. At some point, he bit her shoulder, but because of the excruciating pain she was already in she didn't even notice that he bit her he then turns her back over um and tries to insert himself in her anus yet again she continues to scream and he chokes her he chokes her so hard that she can't breathe and she's terrified that she's going to die because she cannot breathe right how terrible they don't say how that ended, and obviously she's there telling her story, so she was fine, but right. she lived. So with the second victim that they mention, pretty much the same thing happened. It's with Halfacre as well. It's the same guy. Mm-hmm. He does pretty much the same thing. She just mentions that when she does go home, she is bleeding. Mm. And yes, not not okay. Absolutely not okay whatsoever i don't care what you do that's just i don't care who you are 
No. I mean, they're they're human. I think yeah. they there's a disconnection there with the person doing it and seeing not seeing them as human, mm-hmm. but as an object for their own pleasure. They're like, well, I'm paying for it. I should be able to do whatever the fuck I want on them. That's not how it works. No. That's not how it works. They no. are working. This is their profession. They have rules to set. They have limits to set. And they should abide by them. This is why I think uh, prostitution should not be illegal. Mm-hmm. I think if it's, yeah, I think it should it should be protected. And I sh- it should, it's a line of work that a male and a female will agree upon. And they need to be protected. Yeah. They do. And these sick individuals think that they're not human and they're just, they're treating them like garbage and an object and, and then do this to mm-hmm. them. They don't take them serious. It's it's awful. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. It's, it, that's horrible. You don't treat human beings this way. So yeah, your reference, definitely, that's it. They just don't even consider them human beings. And it's so sad. It's They're not respected. Yeah, yeah. not at all. But it's true. I mean, it should be legal where they can be protected because it is a service they're cons- yeah. they're both consenting so as long as it, one person mm-hmm. doesn't get out of hand then it's yes. fine like i don't i don't know. Yeah. yeah yeah so ray west was their interpreter for all these victims she was in the room with ncis and um because these women only spoke thai so she was interpreting for them which made okay. a lot of the defense attorneys kind of question her credibility because it's like uh, what is she really telling exactly if they're they're the ones that are like well we don't know if that's actually true if that's really what they're saying or not because you don't you don't speak thai so you don't know if she's telling the truth you know whatever Mm -hmm. ncis did want to have these victims examined but naval officials refused to treat them since they weren't u.s service members or dependence oh my god are you serious your men your men did this to these poor women and you refused to treat them oh my god yeah Yeah. um half acre was offered a plea deal which he took he was charged on four counts of rape and three counts of uh patronizing a prostitute but was only convicted on the three counts of patronizing a prostitute Oh, my God. He was sentenced to 30 months in the brig and a dishonorable discharge. Oh, my God. Because, again, prosecutors cannot get Ray West or the victims to come in to testify. Mm -hmm. So they had their stuff. They had their evidence. But it's so hard to fully convict if you don't have those people coming in to Mm -hmm. testify against him. And they struggled. I wonder why this this one female wouldn't testify. I wonder, I mean, I can understand um, why Ray West wouldn't do it because she was double-timing everybody. But this one um, specific female, why wouldn't she come forth and just be like, yes, he did this to me and and he should pay for it. I think like they had said they were just, um, they didn't really trust the military justice system because they didn't understand there was such a, you know, it was really hard um language-wise, with the language barrier, you know, they didn't fully understand mm-hmm. exactly what, like, the NCIS and prosecutors and stuff would be doing for them. They just, you know, mm-hmm. they know one thing. They're sex workers. They're there. They want to work with the sailors and mm-hmm. obviously don't want to get into this, you know, problems with them, but they also don't want to be named to where they or slandered and um and then they won't have anything to do be able to get right yes yeah because a lot of them they said um they when they would come to bahrain even if they weren't with the sailors they came they lived in like broken down apartments with a bunch of them all together they didn't have any health care and most of them were just making money in order to send it back to their families so Mm -hmm. I think they just had a lot of concerns. They just didn't, you know, when you don't really know something and don't realize that it's yeah. there for your help, they you just don't really trust it. And it's unfortunate. It yeah. is. <sighs> Another case that came about was with Dennis J. Mullins. He was involved with at least three sex workers, one being Ray West. One had been a victim of Half Acre who Mullins had became deeply involved with and even contemplated getting married to her. Oh, wow. 
And then the third was named um, Saifon. I think that's right. I don't, I don't know. She was, um, or at the time, he didn't know that she was a sex worker. She came over to his apartment. They hooked up and then she left and that was that. He claims that he didn't know at the time that she was a sex worker. I guess I'm guessing she didn't, she ask, didn't for money. ask for money. I don't know. So okay. he says that he doesn't know. But after she left, uh, Mullen started receiving threatening texts on WhatsApp that appeared to be from another U.S. sailor who had been acting like the sex worker's enforcer. Oh, his pimp or her pimp. Well, kind of. Like, just like a more kind of like a protector. Maybe he could have been the pimp where she was staying with him. I, it doesn't go into detail of that, mm. but he, um, this sailor laid out an extortion scheme demanding Mullins pay cash to the sailor for her services. The sailor was threatening to go to the police with Mullins' picture and phone number. Oh. Yes. Mullins claims to him he didn't know that she was a sex worker at the time, but was willing to get the money to him. And the money, it was only $60. But this guy was in full force. Like, he was not playing around. He would send him audio messages threatening him to, you know, I'm going to take you to the police. I'm going to rat you out. You know, I'm going to go to your officer. All these things, like, just one after another. For $60. For $60, yeah. Um, Mullins was never court-martialed. But court records show that he faced a a charge of some sort, I think probably maybe for participating in prostitution. For soliciting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, and he took a deal to testify in another case related to Ray West. He got off mm-hmm. so he could testify for somebody else. So, in the end, at least 16 sailors, including several officers and chiefs, were charged or disciplined for these alleged crimes in Bahrain. At least nine sailors, including five chiefs and a lieutenant, a lieutenant commander, excuse me, a lieutenant commander, were criminally charged oh in 2017 and 2018. A senior chief and a lieutenant junior, junior grade were among at least six other sailors administratively disciplined in the connection with these crimes. The Navy claims they've had no new cases of trafficking, soliciting prostitution, or pimping since 2018. That we know of. That we that we know, know of. Oh, this whole thing was such a shit show. It was insane. I'm sure I probably just scratched the surface on some of the stuff that yeah. has been brought up, but... It did say that most of these cases are locked down. Like, they, the Navy won't make them public. You can't find the records. Yeah. And they... Right. So they've said that they have new guidelines now for all of this sexual assault mm-hmm. and pretty much everything. It's, they've started to lock down, uh, what, businesses that they know that have um, sex workers in them. So, like, some, you know, mm-hmm. whatever places, bars especially, they're not allowed to go to now type of thing. So, they're at least trying, but I'm just kind of really disappointed that not more has been done to protect right. these women who have come forth. Granted, yes, I know they can't, they haven't testified to help their case, but they also don't really know mm-hmm. what to do. Right. I think it might have to do with like the UCMJ maybe there's no guidelines to follow and uh, maybe that's where they run into some gray areas on what to do but the fact that they wouldn't even offer them some some type of medical care yeah for these women that were clearly sexually abused by their own sailors like why couldn't they even a checkup a blood test something like just a check. I mean, yeah. even just like a check to examine, like, you know, because that always happens. They have like, you know, rape kits and stuff for people who go into hospitals and you can get, you know, all of that checked out and or, you have it on file. Like, that's what they wanted to do is they wanted to examine them yeah. one, make sure they're okay. And two, just to see, because that's also some more evidence that is 
like yeah. right there for them. So I don't know. Or or hop out an STD, STD yeah. testing too. Like what if now you have a sailor who has contracted an STD or has given this sex worker an STD right. that he had from something else? Because obviously he has a dirty dick because he keeps <laughs> sticking it where it doesn't belong. <laughs> right? So and stuff like that. So just to take care of it and like uh, and just stop, put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. But it's, they're like, well, they're not. They're not part of the U.S. government, so we're not right. going to worry about. We're them. not going to take care it's like, of. But them. yet you're, but yet you're in a foreign land. Right. You're in a foreign land that allowed this to happen. That your service members worked it to happen. Like they worked to, for it to happen. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. Jen, it was. So- it, it was insane. I couldn't believe, like, I had heard little bits about it, but I've never actually, I didn't know exactly what was going on. When So when people would say, like, oh, yeah, no, they don't allow dependents to go to Bahrain anymore and stuff like that. And I'm just like, what? What is this place? <laughs> what happened here? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Yeah. I just. I uh... had briefly heard about it when it first happened, but I didn't really get into it and find out what it was. So that was good. Yeah. That was good info. And like you said, I'm sure you just scratched the surface yeah. of it because if they're not releasing any records, which, you know, the military probably does to keep their squeaky clean image. Um, but we all know the truth. We know. We all Dirty. know. We all We're know. all for it. I know. We're all for we it. We love to hear, to hear it. it. We <laughs> want to hear it. What I, what I really want to know is that this girl, Lynn Ray West, I want to know if she's still working since her name is like fully out there sure. now. I like, I'm sure. curious to know if people still know about her i mean it's out there that they know that she's a ncis informant so yeah you know but if that's what she's doing and she's providing these men and women of the armed forces these services they're probably her biggest clients yes so why go rat them out i don't understand i see and i don't understand that at all why is it that you are taking from two sides you know i don't understand i don't Mm -hmm. i don't get it like how can you? And, and I'm so curious as to how she runs her life. <laughs> it's like fascinating. Yeah. Like you can be two different people. You're this like crazy powerful mama-san and controller of other sex workers and get baiting in these men to become pimps and mm-hmm. house um, and traffic in more sex workers and stuff, you know. But then you're mm-hmm. also working with the government. And then calling out these people when shit goes down. So, yeah, crazy. I wonder if she's also getting paid by the government to turn these people in. Oh, I don't know. See, they didn't say anything about that. So I don't know if maybe that's maybe that is a motive for her. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Kind of. It kind of reminds me. I was watching Shameless the other oh, day. Oh, I fucking love that show. <laughs> I know. There's this one scene. Or this one episode, I should say, where Frank, the dad, because he's a hot mess, right? He is getting paid $5 for every sign he takes down with the candidate's name on it. Yeah. Right? So he brings him all these signs to the opposing candidate, and then he goes to the other one, and it's like, hey, I noticed you don't have any signs. So then they're like, okay, so they pay him to put the damn signs back up. So it's like yep. he took them down, made money <laughs> off of that, goes to the other one, puts them back up. And it's like, that was actually really smart. <laughs> he is so smart. It just, it baffles me that I I always yeah. am like every, you know, every episode or every season, we're just like, oh my God, Frank's still alive. This is crazy. And then he comes He's up with some wild things. Like I can't believe yeah. it. And... Yeah, yeah, I, that was that was hilarious. I oh, I love that yeah. episode. I'm like, how are you still alive? Yeah. How are you still surviving? You are one lucky bastard. Yeah. But it's a very entertaining show. But yeah, that reminded me of that because it's like, well, maybe she's double working there. She's maybe? like, I'm getting paid to turn these people in, but I'm also hiring these people so I can turn them maybe, in. Maybe yeah. I did. I yeah. tried. I did as much digging as I possibly could. A lot of it referenced back to that Navy, uh, the Military Times um, article mm-hmm. and the documentary and everything. So I was just getting a lot of the same things that I really just wanted to know more, and I couldn't find it. And if anyone mm-hmm. else knows or was in, was there, 
Were you there? Or just, yes, just there when all this shit went down yeah. or have more knowledge on it. Like, hit us up because I want to yeah. know. Like a personal story or something that you remember. Like, oh my gosh, yes, that would be so cool to hear. Yeah. 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 Because that was crazy. Tell us. Oh. That's crazy. Well, Jen, I wanted to talk about um, getting court-martialed because you always hear it, right? When you're in the military or, like, you're watching, like, a military-related show or movie and you talk about court-martial and I was always like, what is that? Mm -hmm. What is it? I don't know what it is. So I was just going to briefly touch on it, on what it is and, um, yeah, what it is, basically. Court-martial is a trial in a military court of a member of the armed forces who is charged with breaking military law. This is the military's version of a civilian criminal trial. So this is very different from civilian from a civilian criminal in the civilian world versus someone who commits a crime in the military. They have the UCMJ has certain rules to follow and if they break these rules they get court martialed. So they go see a military judge and there's three types of it. Three types of it. So the court-martial have the authority to try a wide range of military offenses, many of which closely resemble civilian crimes like fraud, theft, or perjury. Others like uh, desertion. Dis- desertion? Desertion? Am I saying that right? Like when they leave. AWOL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, leave. AWOL. Am I saying that right? Des- desertion. desertion. Oh, like you're deserting that. Deserting your yeah. post. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, get, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that one. And then, so, purely military-related crimes. So, like I said, the, the, the members of the United States Armed Forces, their offenses, they're covered under the UCMJ Code of Military Justice. Um, UCMJ Military Code of U- <laughs> Let me say that again. Welcome to my <laughs> night. <laughs> Let me say it again. Uh, So for members of the United States Armed Forces, offenses are covered under the Uniformed Code of Military Justice, also known as the UCMJ. These offenses, as well as their corresponding punishments and instructions on how to conduct a a court-martial, are explained in detail based on um, on each country and or service. So... The U.S. has their own. They have these certain set of rules. If they break these rules according to the UCMJ, this is how they're going to get punished according to the UCMJ. So that's what it is. Okay. It's very easy to understand once you know what it is. Yeah. Oh, like I said, there's three types of it. So there's three types. The first one, they're, they're divided into three categories, I should say. So the first one is a summary court-martial. Um, this is the least serious of the three options, and these proceedings handle minor incidents only. So the maximum punishment is considerably less severe than a special or general court-martial, which I'll explain as well. The summary court-martial are headed by a commissioned officer who does not need to be a lawyer. Hmm. Sounds like a slap on the wrist yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, so special court-martial, which is the second type, uh, similar to misdemeanor court uh, in civilian courts of law, is a special court martial can impose greater punishment than summary court martial, like up to 12 months of confinement. The special court martial consists of at least three officers and a military trial judge. So it's a little bit more severe. The general court martial, which is the most severe, the most serious, these proceedings can only be convened by the president. Secretary of Defense, the commanding officer of a major military installation, or by a general or flag officer. It's often characterized as a felony court, and any punishment not prohibited by the UCMJ can be instilled, including dishonorable discharge or the death penalty. Oh, wow. So, yes. Oh, wow. I didn't know they could get that into it. I didn't know they could do that. Wow. Yeah. Um, if a crime violates both military and state civilian law, the military member could be tried by the military court, so court-martialed, and civilian court yeah. as well. Yeah, so that sucks. That's why it's important to have a lawyer in a firm well-versed in the military justice system, so someone who's knowledgeable with both. So I have some notable ones, some notable court-martials, now that we kind of understand what it is. 
Um, I have one from 1961. His name is John Bennett. John Bennett was convicted of raping and murdering an 11-year-old Austrian girl in 1955, and he was sentenced to death. Wow. Uh, although, uh, so he was sentenced to death, although Austria has no death penalty, and the victim and her family begged for him to be spared. The, the, the victim and her family, they begged for him to be spared. Like, how, how forgiving are those people? Um, he was still executed in 1961. His case is especially no uh, noteworthy because he is the last person to have been executed by the U.S. military. Ah, wow. Yeah. I was, I was curious if anyone had gotten the death penalty. That's crazy. Yeah. And then wow. in 1988, Ronald Gray. In 1987, Ronald Gray pled guilty to raping three women and murdering two of them in addition to other crimes. The next year, he was convicted of these crimes, dishonorably discharged, and sentenced unanimously to die. Although President Bush approved the military's request to execute Gray in 2008, he is currently still living. Huh. Interesting. You know them Texans just like putting them to death right away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quicker the better. I know. And then uh, there's another one in 2005, Lindy England. She was a service member who was caught torturing, they found pictures of her torturing detainees at a prison in Baghdad in 2004. The next year, England was convicted of conspiracy, mistreating prisoners and committing an indecent act. She was dishonorably discharged and imprisoned for three years. Three years? That's yeah. it? I think, I know, I think this is the one that I remember correctly... Maybe it wasn't, but I do remember there was a picture that circulated the news a lot um, where they were mistreating these um, Iraqi citizens and they were like taking pictures with their naked bodies. And I remember at one point they had them all stacked up in a pyramid and like the service member was on top of them. And what? it was it was really disgusting. It was just not the proper conduct and um, mistreating these, these people. Here's another one. In uh, 2009, Bradley Manning, at the age of 22, Manning, now Chelsea Manning, was stationed in Iraq as an army intelligence analyst. Disillusioned and upset with the military, Manning sent classified material, including a video of U.S. troops attacking and killing civilians, to the whistle whistleblowing organization WikiLeaks. Mm. Manning was caught by a hacker, he was court-martialed and found to be guilty of violating the Espionage Act. Reactions to the case remained mixed. I mean, he was whistleblowing these assholes that were, <laughs> that were yeah. doing this, and he gets in trouble for it. I mean, I get it because he was, like, leaking information related to the military, but it's like he was trying to protect other people. Mm -hmm. So it, is this how they're saying that he would, I'm sorry, that she was disillusioned? Like, Yeah. Where, like, where do you yeah. draw the line on that, you know, between classified, exactly. and, you know, information and actually trying to bring down people that are being bad? Yeah. Being like, look who you have serving in the military. These right. people that are killing innocent civilians right. that have nothing to do with anything. It just happened to be in the wrong country at the wrong time. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and then wow. one more. Here's my last one. Um, Major General Benedict Arnold. I'm sure you've heard that name before. It sounds familiar. No? Like I, it, like I probably have, yeah. but I just don't know. You'll notice it more from now on. Watch. Yeah. He was in. A, so by the early 1777, Benedict Arnold was leading troops in the Continental Army. Ah. Around this time, he learned that he was passed over for a promotion. So he got all pissy about it, and he offered his resignation to George Washington, but it was refused. Um, he later on uh, received that honor that he was looking for, but not the seniority that came along, that came along with his rank. He was pissed off, and he decided to communicate with the British Army. But it would be his battlefield um, actions that caused him to be court-martialed. In the trial um, convened in Philadelphia in, in 1779, he was charged with 13 counts of misbehavior, including illegally buying and selling goods and misusing misusing government wagons afterwards. Wagons. Government wagons. <laughs> <laughs> 
government wagon. So after Arnold uh, began further discussion with the British about changing sides, so he was going to switch over. He was like, well, I was with the Continental Army, but they passed me over for this promotion, and I got really mad about it, and so I want to be with you guys now. Oh, let me speak to your manager, please. I know. I want to speak to your manager. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, he defected to the British in 1780. He was America's first trader, eventually settled in London, and died in 1801. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So, that's what happens when you become a whiny butt about not getting promoted. For real. Because you think you deserve it. Right. Just because you think you deserve it doesn't mean that you do. That's ridiculous. Wow. Arnold. Wow. Stupid name. (laughs) Delicious delicious eggs, by the way. Benedict. Yeah. 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 Eggs Benedict. Benedict eggs. Eggs Benedict. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder Uh, why they call him that. I wonder if it has anything to do with this guy. I'm going to have to Google that. And I will have an update for you next week. The history of eggs Benedict. (laughs) Because we are full of interesting topics, guys. That's what we're here for. All the time. Eggs, covered wagons, murder. Yeah. Government wagons. Yeah. Just. Government wagons. It was a different time. wheels. Yeah. Made of wood. Don't break your axle. bouncy. Yeah. You have died of dysentery. (laughs) (laughs) Will I be able to cross this river or is it too deep? I don't know. Let's just try it. Oh, you lost all your food. Your wagon's broken, yeah. your cattle died, and your daughter is dead. You've been bitten by a rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon Trail, everybody. Remember that? Remember that? Oh, that was the best. <laughs> Good times. Oh. Well, that was really interesting. I had no idea what court-martialed was, and obviously in this yeah. scandal stuff, it came up a lot, and so yeah, it was good to know. So. That's why their punishments weren't as severe as if they would have been doing this in the civilian world, yeah. which they probably wouldn't have been as severe either, let's be honest. Yeah. But because there's certain rules in the UCMJ, and then they're like, well, if they break this rule, this is what will happen. And now with the changing times, we realize things should be a little bit more different. But the UCMJ mm-hmm. has doesn't really change that often. So Right. They have to abide by those rules. That makes sense. I it, I understand that now. Kind of sucks, mm-hmm. though. But, yeah. Looks like they need to make some changes. Many, many changes. Yes. 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 <sighs> so, yeah. that's That was what I wanted to cover today. Your story was great. Thank you. I, um, I kind of want to look into it more. Like, yes. to read, on, read about it on my own. Definitely. There's definitely probably so much more out there. I mean, I even looked at Reddit. Yeah. You know, subs and all that to see if just people out there, if they had any other extra comments. And there were some, but not like anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It is, I know, it's definitely just a, the surface of it all. It's just crazy. I couldn't believe it. I was, mm-hmm. it took me three days just to get through all of wow. that. It took me, I wrote 11 pages of notes and then I crammed it down to actually like, on writing so I could somewhat read my stuff because yeah. obviously I just don't know how to talk as we all know <laughs> it's okay I'm still learning it's been a year <laughs> and breathing the breathing mm, I'm trying just to breathe. be better I don't want to breathe in your ears and oh my god it's like I don't know maybe I notice it more because it's me but I don't notice it okay good but I nope. yeah I do yeah. it's terrible I'm just I feel like it I'm, wasn't as bad as <sighs> so gross (laughs) it wasn't as bad as that one episode where i kept smacking my lips i'm like oh oh it drives me crazy it's so gross and it's funny gross i apologize i think it's like what kai said before too it's like you don't even notice you do these things until you're actually recorded and then you listen to yourself again and you're like oh yeah like don't this i say like a lot like and um um, I try to literally, I try to take out as many of the ums as I can, but I can't. Yeah. I cannot. I can't even. Well, that's all I had for today. Nothing exciting going on over here. Nothing. No. Nothing. Nothing here either. Same old, same old, same old, same old, same old things as yeah. every day. It's Groundhog's Day every day. Yeah. But we're here. Yeah. And we're still doing this for you, the listener. And we are alive, and we are happy, and we're healthy, and we hope that you are all doing the same. Yes, for sure. Yes. We um, encourage you just to 
find something new for yourself to do during these crazy Mm -hmm. times. If you're in lockdown, if you're not, if you're just stuck at home all the time, you know, whatever. Stay positive. That's the best thing you can do is just stay positive. Stay positive. Yeah. Stay positive. Yes. That's good. (laughs) Always stay positive. And And be nice. Yes. Be nice. Just be nice. Be nice all the time. Be nice to everyone. <laughs> say hi to your neighbor, even if you just walking by somebody. Say hi to them because yeah. you never know what they're going it's through. Nice. And a simple hi could brighten their day and make them feel really good. Okay? So Absolutely. Yes. Say hi to us. You guys can email us and just to say hi at dependesplaining at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yes. How about do that. And Milso Muster, make sure you subscribe to that. Download that and subscribe to it. Make sure you rate us on iTunes or wherever your listening platform preference is. We're here for you. We are. We are here. We are there. We are everywhere because wherever you go, there you are. Goodbye. Bye.